It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson. And today... I'm doing the first leg of my half-post review. To kick this quarterly review process off, I'm going to focus on the offensive side of the ball. Alright, first things first. Uh, do you like content? Like and subscribe below. You don't like content? Mm, go smack talk on Reddit. Uh, or start your own podcast with Coca-Cola and lady friends. Yeah, that's two old media references in one. You like that? But uh, seriously, help Chris keep the hamster wheels running. Enjoy everyone else who creates content for this channel. Keeps it wonderfully side-hustling along. Uh, buy things in the links below, and if one of them's not working, uh, send a message to Chris at DetroitLionsPodcast.com. He would probably very much like to hear that the links are not working, if they're not working. They go on every single video, after all. <laughs> on to the offense. After three subpar weeks, or so some of the folks are saying on the internet, the Detroit Lions have the second most yards per game in the NFL. Not bad for a team that wasted the number 12 pick on a running back this year. Like, do the people who say things like that ever get tired of being wrong? Or do they just never do the introspection required to realize that they've been wrong about something? Like, it must be terrible to have evidence that you've devoted an incredible amount of time and effort to looking at numbers that you don't actually understand that people are telling you are valid and paying for subscriptions for that right to have someone tell you what to think and be wrong. I'll do that here and it costs you nothing. So like you can, you can just like, well, I guess you could subscribe. You could become a member of the channel. You could join the Patreon And we'd love you to do that. It's a heck of a lot cheaper than most subscriptions at five bucks a month. And the primary reason to do so is to support the channel as a whole. You also get access to the Slack where all of the hosts you love and also the ones you don't hang out and talk hockey, music, cooking, and a dozen other siloed channel topics. And oh yeah, the Detroit Lions football team in the main chat. On to actual talk about Lions football. The Lions offense is second by yardage in the NFL. They are fifth in passing yardage. They are fifth in passing first downs. They have the eighth fewest of first downs as an offense by penalty. They have the 14th highest touchdown percentage passing. 10th best interception percentage. 10th best yards per attempt in the air. 8th best adjusted air yards per attempt, and they are 13th in yards per completion, with the 10th fewest sacks allowed 
for the fifth lowest sack percentage. The offense is 8th in rushing, 11th in yards per rush, 6th in rushing first downs. They are 8th in points per game, 6th in total first downs, 6th in offensive DVOA. They are PFF's second highest graded offense overall. They are the 4th highest graded passing offense, the 2nd highest graded pass blocking offense, They have the 5th best receiving grades, 11th best running grades, 3rd best run blocking grades. So if you think PFF hates the Lions, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know what to tell you. Because the performance isn't what they hate, they just hate the way it's been built. No hair? Don't care. Pocket passing quarterbacks are dead, but we have one and we're being successful. We're getting no receiver from the receiver we drafted where they say you should draft receivers at number 12 overall. And don't have anyone else that was drafted higher than the fourth round by this team. They drafted a running back at 12 and let him ease his way into the league. PFF hates the methodology, not the result, not the performance of the players on the field. Some of that matters and some of it doesn't. Jared Goff has the third highest passing grade from PFF. The fourth fewest turnover-worthy throws of any quarterbacks among those who had five or more starts. It's tied for the fewest among those with eight starts on the year. So everyone who started every game, Jared Goff has the lowest number of turnover-worthy throws. He's the fifth highest time... Sorry, fifth fastest time to throw among QBs with five or more starts. And he's created the fifth most first downs of any quarterback in the league, including all those guys who run for all those first downs. He's the fifth highest success rate among passers in the NFL. Ninth highest yards per attempt. Eighth highest air yards per attempt. Fourth in yards per game. Ninth in touchdown passes. Fourth in passing yards. His interception percentage, one of my key stats to a solid passing game, is under 2%, right where you'd want it. And his TD percentage is a solid, if not spectacular, 4.1%. The Lions throw the ball a lot. And Jared Goff is very, very good at throwing the ball. To nobody's surprise, Amon Ross St. Brown leads the Lions with 57 receptions and 665 yards with three touchdowns. In the NFL, he is 6th in receptions, 6th in yards, 7th in first downs received, 17th in success rate among receivers at 62.8%, which interestingly enough puts him at 3rd on the Lions roster on that list, with Josh Reynolds 2nd in the league at 71% success rate, and Khalif Raymond at ninth with 65.2%. Because he did miss a game, Amon Ra moves up a little bit when you go receptions per game. He's third. And he's fifth in yards per game, behind Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Puka Nakua. Didn't call that one at the beginning of the year. (laughs) Uh And he's just ahead of guys like Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, and C.D. Lamb. 
And a stat I don't know what to do with. Of Jared Goff's five interceptions, three of them have been targeting Almond Ross A. Brown. Small enough number that it means nothing. But 60% of his interceptions this year are to one guy. So do with that what you will. I'm going to do nothing. Statistically, Amon Ross St. Brown is one of the NFL's elite wide receivers, and there's really no argument against that other than I'm a Bears fan and I don't get to watch good football, so I don't know what it looks like. And something that's a surprise to everyone who's honest about their preseason expectations, Sam Laporta is the team's second leading receiver with 43 catches and 434 yards. He also leads the team in receiving touchdowns with four. He leads the team in broken tackles on receptions. And uh, frankly, I don't think I really need to dig too deeply into the numbers on the Porter to make the case that having all the Lions rookie records for tight ends is an accomplishment, given that the team has selected three of them since 2008 in the first round of the draft. The Lions have one receiver spot and the tight end spot dealt with for the long term in those two players that I've just been talking about. On to wide receiver three. Two, sorry. Josh Reynolds has kind of slowed down in production a bit, to the point where he might not be pricing himself completely out of the Lions' future plans. Uh, Like, on one hand, having someone other than Amon Ross St. Brown on pace for 1,000 yards was a very good thing for the Lions' offense. But, uh, on the other hand, the fact that Teams have been putting a little bit more effort into stopping Reynolds' production on the outside of the offense is part of what has allowed St. Brown and Laporta to thrive as much as they have down the middle. Raymond's now on pace for a mere 850 yards or so, which, if that's what your wide receiver two gives you, you're in a good spot, man. Like, not a great spot. You know, you'd like to have that 1A and 1B thing going, but... If you got a 1 and a 2, and the 2 is 850, you're not in a bad place. He's tied for second with Amon Ross St. Brown on the team for with three touchdown receptions. Like, there's a lot of season left. But right now, Reynolds is the guy with the highest yards per reception on the team at 18. And he has an average air yards per target of 13.2, which is third in the NFL among statistically significant receivers. Of his 22 receptions, 20 of them have resulted in first downs. Like Josh Reynolds is giving everything you could ever ask Josh Reynolds to give this season. As is Khalif Raymond, who is fifth on the lines in receptions with 18, fourth in receiving yards with 231, and second in yards per reception just underneath Reynolds at 12.8. He's also second on the team in yards per target and has the highest catch percentage among Lions wide receivers at 78.3. It's amazing how much he's gelled with Goff and really become a key cog in the machine that is the Detroit Lions offense. Like he's, he's just done a much better job than would ever have been reasonable to expect of him. On the other hand, Jameson Williams this season has a career-high six catches, 71 yards, and one touchdown. All three of those are career highs or at least tied for them. 
So the Lions made a move at the trade deadline to pick up Donovan Peoples-Jones. Jones had 96 targets with the Browns last year, and on those targets, he had 839 yards and three touchdowns for a historically awful passing offense. The Lions made a bet that he can give them some of the punch that Williams is just not bringing to the table right now. Like This guy is an athletic freak. There is nothing he can't do. He's a 24-year-old receiver with 1,837 yards in his career so far, which is more than anyone on the Lions roster that is not Josh Reynolds or Amon Ross St. Brown. Over his career, he's been the guy, unfortunately, that makes you stare in abject wonder at an amazing play that he just made. And then on the, the next play, you just scratch your head and ask yourself how it could be the same guy who just did that that makes some boneheaded play or puts zero effort in on the next snap. Hopefully, playing for his hometown team puts him in the mood to give 100% all of the time. Because if he does, this could be an amazing move. If he doesn't, well then he won't be here next year. Not really much loss. So the 2025 sixth round pick that they traded for him, if I remember correctly. So nothing. That's a 25% chance of having a player in 2028 who isn't terrible. That's what they traded for a half season of, to test drive Tonovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Jameer Gibbs just passed David Montgomery last week as the Lions leading rusher. He still has a lower success rate. Uh, because in the balance of year, they've had very different usage other than the last couple games. But Gibbs showed he was up to whatever task the Lions need him to perform. Like, he has 399 yards on the year, which, you know, 8 played, 9 left, is a pace for 850. And he has 165 in the air for another 350. But that's assuming that he misses the same number of games that he missed in the first half while playing the second half. If he were to finish the year uninjured, at his per-game rate of production right now, he would have 997 rushing yards on the year and 412 receiving yards, which I don't think anybody could say that that is a disappointment for the 12th overall draft pick in his rookie season. At least nobody who's not an idiot. David Montgomery has missed a bunch of time with injuries, as your jackhammer running back often does. But he's still just behind Gibbs with 385 rushing yards, despite his three games missed. His success rate is a phenomenal 55.3, and his yards per carry has come up to a respectable 4.1, despite his primarily short yardage guy usage. Montgomery has been exactly what the Lions wanted him to be, the guy who can do the heavy lifting, but will still break a few more tackles and make a couple more guys miss and hit holes faster than Jamal Williams did. Montgomery leads the team in touchdowns despite missing three games with six. And his presence in the red zone, it's its palpable how much the team misses his, him, him inside the 20. Uh, the main complaint of the last game is they got inside the 20-yard line and couldn't move the ball, so they had to kick four field goals. David Montgomery is a little more productive in that situation than any of the other Lions running backs. All indications are he's going to be back after the bye, so while that may dig into Gibbs' stats per game, 
that red zone and short yardage presence helps the Lions offense immensely. Uh, and shout out to Craig Reynolds for the job he has done in relief of Montgomery. It hasn't been the same in terms of that money short yardage guy. His success rate is under somewhere under 44. I don't remember where exactly off the top of my head. And I'm not going to bring it up in the middle of filming this video, but he is averaging 4.4 yards per carry. He's got 179 yards on 41 carries and a touchdown. Not bad for a running back three. Along the offensive line, the story has been guys stepping up and getting the job done. Everyone but Panay Sewell has missed time among the starters. Graham Glasgow has six starts across the interior offensive line. Frank Ragnow is the only lineman other than Sewell with more starts than Glasgow, who ideally would never have seen the field, but he has played in all eight games. The Lions' offensive line has been a train wreck in terms of injuries, but, and the but is the best part, the Lions are ninth in sacks allowed, seventh in rushing yards. They have one of the highest yards per attempt in the league as far as rushing goes for a team that doesn't have a rushing quarterback, rising that nu- raising that number. They're sixth in first downs overall, fifth in yards per play. Rushing and passing, like Frank Haley, Hank Freely. <laughs> Man, that joke gets made like twice on the podcast and it just sticks in my brain. Uh, Hank Freely has his guys handling the business in front of them week to week in, week out. The Lions offense has been great on the whole. There have been a few ups and a few downs, but eight weeks in, the Lions offense is one of the top performing units in the league. Have a great day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions. You've had enough of that shit.